Hey, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly podcast. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today's special guest is Ayelet Schwell. Ayelet is a doula, speaker, and educator for mothers and birth professionals. Over her 16 years of working in perinatal care, she has used her experience, knowledge, and intuition to guide mothers as they create their own positive, powerful birth stories. Her experience has taught her that there are four things that will make or break a positive birth experience, power, voice, choice, and support. She wanted to find a way to give those stories their space and to truly be an ally to the mothers who needed a safe place to share those experiences and reclaim their intrinsic power. And that's how Birthing Our Stories came to be. Ayelet is passionate about raising awareness about the reality of living with birth trauma and giving hope that there can be healing and there can be joy. As a mom of six, wife and business owner, she gets by on baby snuggles, coffee and sci-fi novels. Hope you enjoy today's episode. Ayelet, I am excited to have you on the podcast today to talk about coping with birth trauma. You are a doula um, and you have many experiences that have shaped the work um, that you do to help other moms um, and any moms watching or listening. You know that regardless of, you know, the type of birth, timing of birth, um, age when you gave birth, there is is trauma associated with birth. So um, I'm really hoping that this hit home hits home for a lot of moms. Um, but Ayelet is going to um, share her expertise and also just experiences. And we're going to talk about um, doulas and um, birth trauma, misconceptions and different things like that. Um, so thank you so much, Ayelet, for joining me today. Thank you, Kaylian. And thank you so much for the opportunity to share about this and for being on your show. I'm loving the episodes. I've, I've been <laughs> listening. I think you're doing oh. a great job. This is such an important such an important thing that, you know, just breaking the taboos and talking about mm -hmm. things that people are afraid to talk about. Yeah. So important. So thank you so yeah, much. You. That that means a lot. Um, so we're going to start out with a conversation starter um, and it'll just be a random question. OK. OK, this is simple. Um, how are you? No, not so simple. <laughs> 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 that's, that's true. That's days. true. Um, I'm yeah, good. these days it's not. Yeah. I'm grateful. I'm good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm healthy. Yeah. That that's how I am. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for answering that. So we're gonna get right into the episode. Um, so can you just share a little bit about um your journey as a doula um and just why you are so passionate about um birth trauma? Yeah. Um, sure. So I actually, I have six kids. Um, that my just own. hit me like at the core. <laughs> I, I love every single one of them, but I can't yeah. remember their names. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and so my first, my oldest is 16 and um, my first two births were what led me to want to be a doula. They were very, very different. Um, and uh, 
And, and those experiences, my first one, I did not have a doula, um, but I did have like my entire family in the room, uh, which was fun um, and interesting. And uh, <laughs> my second I did, um, I had somebody who uh, I, I had a doula that I had hired throughout my pregnancy. And she, mm-hmm. um, you know, just was somebody that I could count on to talk to, to, um, to answer questions, to find my own I had you know choosing uh something different from my first birth uh you know and and getting the support for that and the education for that and the resources for that um and then having this really uh different and amazing uh second birth and and what I what inspired me about her and I'll just give her a shout out, Kim Collins. She's still a doula. She's in Maplewood, New Jersey, and she's amazing. Um, she's doing wonderful, wonderful things to support those women. So uh, in uh, in Maplewood and um, still, <laughs> uh, and uh, and she inspired me to be able to give that same level of support and and not just support, but like a totally non judgmental. Um, and educated ear, um, and, you know, and, uh, and, and information and, uh, somebody to bounce things off of that I felt like was really listening to me, you know, and, and really supporting the decisions that, that were important to me. And, uh, she was amazing. And so I wanted to be able to give that to other people. Um, you know, I had a home birth with my second, but I, I, and that was like a huge, choice um mm-hmm. for me for sure but the idea that people don't even know that that's an option people don't yeah. know whether or not whether or not it's safe for them mm-hmm. um you know and and how to have a positive experience in the hospital and all those kinds of things and what their options are for different mm-hmm. hospitals and all those you know and different kinds of care models and um and that's what i wanted to give women i wanted to give them a choice yeah and uh, and the support to make those decisions, mm-hmm. and um, and and so that was sort of why I went to become a doula. So that's thirteen years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was when we were still living in New Jersey, and um, now, sometime after that, we moved to Israel, mm-hmm. which is where I am now. Yeah. Um, and my third birth. So here I was, you know working for almost a year to uh, support, um, you know, pregnant people and, and partners and, and giving them, you know, that kind of that voice that they needed. And Mm -hmm. uh, we moved across the world and I started trying to find the support and the, you know, and the choices. And I felt um, I ended up, that birth was, was a traumatic birth. Okay. And uh, I ended up finding a midwife and sort of getting uh-huh. abandoned by her at the last minute oh, and giving no. an ambulance. It's a, a fun <sighs> story. Um, wow. today, today, I can say it's a fun story. Um, today, yeah. I can tell you that there were moments of, wow. of amazement, like amazing uh-huh. moments. Um, but most of it just felt like, what is going on here? And how can yeah. I kind of coming out of that and blaming myself and saying, mm-hmm. how could I have let that happen? Right. I'm mm-hmm. a doula. I should have known better. Exactly. Um, yeah. Exactly. That was 
that was a really hard uh, period for me. And after his birth, um, I I actually walked away from birth work. I mm. got a job in marketing. Um, okay. And, uh, and really just <laughs> I could go back to supporting yeah. women, like, you know, in birth and being in that space when I mm-hmm. had, right? Yeah. Um, so that was really strange for me. It was like cutting out a part of my soul. Yeah. Uh, um, and then I, I, so just to go back to, to that, those, those moments, like there was no language to talk about birth trauma, like yeah. trauma and birth were only available like those words together were only available for people who had you know got had experienced a loss and mm, that, okay i didn't even think of that yeah and you know and absolutely like absolutely yeah yeah for sure but 11 years ago if you walked away with a live baby you couldn't there wasn't language to talk about got you how that experience went and Mm -hmm. how it affected you and the grief Mm -hmm. of of the you know and the grief and the shock and the transition from Mm -hmm. what you expected to what actually happened Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know so I was just but we knew about it we doulas and birth professionals midwives you know we knew about it because we would see it play out in subsequent Mm -hmm. births we would see those triggers come back um you know but, but we didn't talk about it as birth trauma because that's not what it, you know, it was just For sure. people who had bad births or have triggers or, you know, starting to talk about this idea of maybe mm-hmm. post-traumatic stress coming from birth. And um, and so I think that was also part of why I I couldn't face it again was because I didn't even have a way to talk about it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And then when I found out that I was pregnant again, <laughs> let's say it was a little bit sooner than I was expecting. I always wanted okay. a big family, but it- Okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I knew that, you know, I knew that I had to do something to take care of that, to address what was going on inside of me when I thought about giving birth. I, f- I remember freaking out. I remember sitting on the stairs in my house with my husband going, I, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, how yeah. did this happen? And um, and I was blessed to have found somebody, uh, a midwife, who was able to, like, create that space for me to fully say the things that were in my heart and the things that mm-hmm. I had experienced and, mm-hmm. you know, and and worked worked with me to release those those triggers and those flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Um, we used uh, EFT, if you're familiar okay. with it. Yeah, like, I've like heard of it. Mm-hmm. Um, And uh, we used um, you know just 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 the fact that she created the space for me to say these things uh, was so so helpful. And um, yeah, and I had a beautiful birth. I had an amazingly healing long. <laughs> very long um, like it like I could feel my body going through this process of healing even through the birth itself Mm. and if I didn't have the support I had in my husband and in my birth team I I 
I know what would have happened because I hear those stories now. For sure. And, um, and so that's, that's what led me to start thinking about creating that space for other women and, and mm-hmm. people who had experienced what we started calling birth trauma. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was uh, that, that son, that fourth child is nine years old today. Um, And it was about a year after his birth when people just like, started, I don't know, I started like, you know, like, well, I have attraction, I started attracting (laughs) people's birth horror stories, like they would just be like, Oh, you're a doula? Oh, you you know about birth? Like, let me tell you what happened to me. And it was like this Mm -hmm. dam that was, you know, Fall burst open. Birth and trauma. Share, birth trauma. Like yeah. you know, it's like the neon sign. Yes. <laughs> Bring your trauma here. <laughs> and there wasn't, you know, at the at the playground yeah. and at the grocery store. Like I can't yeah. talk to you now. I want to hear your stories, and I want to mm-hmm. like give you that space. Mm-hmm. And this is not it. Um, yeah. And so that's that's what led me towards this. Like we need space for this, and and really at about the same time, we're talking about about nine years ago, um, was when this like came into the cultural consciousness and the birth culture to talk about it. So Ina May's book about um, birth matters came out around that time. Um, Pam England actually spoke to her when I was starting my workshop um, because her workshop. Uh, for birth healing, it has a similar name to mine. Mine is birthing our okay. stories, and hers is um, birth story healing. And so we actually like kind of came up with our names at the same time to okay, not, you know, cool. to have separation. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's the one who wrote um, birthing from within. Uh, you I know, think I've heard of that. Started yeah. to come into our consciousness because it was happening so often, and people were starting to talk about it. So I feel blessed to have been sort of at the vanguard of this conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And this past year, like, just, you know, everything has just exploded, and people being restricted in their birth choices, and who they can have with them. And, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and the fear that and, and tra- sure. general trauma that we're mm-hmm. all experiencing right now, you know, on top of how women are treated in birth in general and how general, the whole sure. you know, is just enhancing this and lockdowns also, I feel like, you know, so many, so many of the women that I speak to that come to me with their birth traumas, you know, six months later, two years later, even more, mm-hmm. um, they've been able to sort of put it down for so long because they have their jobs and they have their, like they have like their whole little life and their social networks and things like that. And their friends and they're, you know, volunteering or whatever they're doing that they don't have to think about it all the time. And now we're in lockdown Mm -hmm. with your children all the time. So for For sure, their children are the trigger and Mm -hmm. they don't know where to go with it. So I think even yeah. more so, it's just so much more important today to be talking about this, to find yes. resources, to spread the knowledge that there are resources available. And that's that's my story. That That is an incredible journey. Thank you so, 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 so much for coming on and and for sharing this. It's, it's so needed. So yeah. needed. And I will always be grateful just for doulas, midwives. Um, I was sharing with Ayelet, uh, before, you know, starting the recording, 
that, you know, this episode really hits home for me because um, my husband and I um, had our daughter at 29 weeks. So she was born 11 weeks early. Um, and we had originally planned to give birth at a birth and wellness center. Um, and that didn't <laughs> end up going, going as planned. Um, we were actually supposed to meet again with our doula to establish our birth plan. Um, I think it was the week after my daughter ended up being born. Um, we had already scheduled time to come up with our birth plan. So we went in with no, <laughs> with no birth plan. So talk about birth trauma. Um, You know, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm just having, you know, pain or something, you know, and my midwife was saying, you know, just go go to the hospital. They'll probably send you back home, but just make sure everything is okay. I get there. You're seven centimeters dilated. We're yeah. mm -hmm, And we're going to take you to L&D right now. And I was like, I looked at my husband like. So all of this birth trauma, everything, it, it hits home for me. Um, but our midwife and our doula, they were, oh, they were a breath of fresh air for us. Um, they were there through every single moment. Um, and of course, you know, even leading up to the birth, so helpful. Um, even after birth, um, the check-ins, um, my doula, she, she stayed with me um, throughout the day. Sometimes she would come um, and stay in the evening so I could just get, because I was in school too. So I was trying to get, you know, grad school work done um, and just getting sleep. Um, and I, I mean, it was just, it was a lifesaver. My husband was working long hours, you know, so she would come and, and, and stay um, and would just, you know, take care, you know, of our daughter for us, um, so that we could get some sleep. And she would bring things from her garden. She had like <laughs> tea bags for me that she has, you know, picked herself. Um, and, you know, during the, the labor process, I've never really been like an essential oils person, but I do like, you know, peppermint, but that's as far as I would really go. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so, you know, during, during labor day, we're like, they had like a washcloth and we're like kind of waving it and it had lavender. And I'm telling you ever since I never really liked lavender. It was just kind of, yeah, okay. Everything. If you walk around my house, it literally, everything is lavender, everything. And <laughs> lavender is so special to me now. Um, um literally, I, I mean, everything if there's la- a lavender scent of anything i'm going to get it um and it brings back so many memories but it's like it's a trigger but comfort at the same time it's like it brings yeah. me so much peace because i remember you know that helped to calm me down then at the same time it reminds me of that moment and i'm like don't cry don't cry <laughs> so so it's like you know that balance and you know i can agree with what you were saying about just with you know the you know, quarantine, lockdown, and all these things have, you know, allowed us to slow down. And for me, I'm, I'm headed towards graduation for grad school. Um, things are slowing down, you know, a, a lot um, for me, you know, and being in the house all the time. And, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a business owner, but I, I work from home, you know, with, with my daughter. So um, things have, have slowed down quite a bit. And just the other day, um, I was, 
I was finding myself as I'm, you know, headed towards graduation and finish my coursework and now finalizing my thesis and having a bit more reflection time that there was a lot of things that I did not even process and that I've been avoiding, <laughs> avoiding processing because I'm like, I don't know how much emotionally this is going to take out of me. So I'll just kind of just push it off until I'm push ready. And, you know, I was having a conversation with my husband and we were talking about something. I don't even remember what it was. And, you know, I brought up our daughter and something. And like, I just broke down crying. Like it. And I was like, I don't know if <laughs> it's because of the, the lockdown and now that, you know, we have more time to to think and really process. And I told him, like, I'm, it's really starting to hit me how much I have endured and mm-hmm. how much trauma I've experienced leading up to the birth and 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 since then and um just those those lasting effects and especially when you have a preemie and you hear all these horror stories and different things like that and i mean it surprised me and i'm like okay just let yourself feel okay obviously you're you know you're 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 i don't even know you know how to to pinpoint it um but give yourself that space so you, you know this really hits home for me um and I'm sure with, with a lot of, you know, um, um, other moms, but yeah, this is a necessary conversation. Um, and as much as we want to put it off, um, because motherhood is, gosh, it's, it's the greatest blessing, but that, you know, the, the trauma that's associated with it. I think sometimes we, you know, we're taking care of everyone else and we yes. just kind of brush our own trauma and our own mental health, you know, to the side. And so I've just learned like, give yourself that space to check in with yourself and ask yourself like earlier, how are you? Um, So thank you so much again for, for sharing that. I just went on a tangent. Um, (laughs) But I I wanted to drive home that that this, this hits home for me. Yeah. And and especially what you said about, um, you know, there are a couple of things in your story that I want to come back to, but Mm -hmm. um, especially what you said about, about like pushing it to the side and saying, you know, Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm not sure. You, you, I think you said, um, I'm not sure what kind of emotional investment this is going to take from me. Yes, because I'm already a very emotional person and it doesn't take much for me. Like yeah. I'm probably holding back tears now. Like I'm, it doesn't take a lot for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, Kaylin, you know, unless you want to be crying for the next two hours, like, you know, <laughs> suck it up, keep moving, like deal with it another exactly, time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think that that's, uh, that's a, um, that's a common sort of objection to, okay. you know, to taking that step to towards mm-hmm. processing, towards getting help because yeah. you're like, I don't want to go there. Nope. And, and, and that's why I think it's so important to, to, to really talk about this and to talk For about sure. how, you know, and so in the birthing our stories workshop, that's exactly, that's exactly what we address is okay. this is the space where we're going to be complete. Yes, we're going to be completely open. Yes, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about things that are hard. Yeah, we're going to cry, mm-hmm. but we're going to close it up. We're going to give that this, this, you know, I, it's one of the reasons I call it birthing our stories is because of how our birth experience fits into the story of our life, right? Like mm-hmm, you're, for you're, sure you're the heroine of your, 
of your novel. And what happens with birth trauma, and tell me if you can relate to this and exactly what you were saying is that when you have a traumatic birth, it's like that chapter is still open, right? You said your, oh, your yeah. daughter's going to be two in May. And it's like, yeah. I'm still oh, in the chapter open. titled yeah. birth trauma, you know, the traumatic no. birth of my daughter. Absolutely. And, it's like, and so that's exactly what, what the opportunity, you know, in birthing our stories is, is to close the chapter. Yeah. It's still part of your story. It will always be part of your story, but just like every hero in every story has those challenges and those, you know, and then you have a few chapters down the road, you've got like, Oh, you know what they gleaned from that exact experience, but mm -hmm. the chapter is closed for sure. And, and that's exactly, that's exactly it's Yes, it's going to be yeah. opening the, you know, it's going to be going back through the chapter, but then we close it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so true. And it, and it's, it's so hard. Like I have, I have made a, a handmade quilt um, with her baby clothes from preemie on and made this, in-depth baby book and have not allowed myself to really process what I'm doing. I'm just like going through to get the keepsakes, but I'm like, I cannot like really take in these photos and take in where we were at this time. And like, you know, her stay in the NICU and different things like that. And so it's like, you're, you're not intentionally doing it, but it's like, you're, it's a defense. Like, no, just get it done because all these books will be drenched with. And and the thing is, it's not even sadness. It's not all sadness. Like I think when people hear, you know, um, when especially when it comes to emotional reactions, like it's not even all sadness. There's a mixture of so many different things at play. Um, and so it's it's just difficult. It's 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 difficult navigating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, navigating is exactly that. I just did a video about this in my, sure. in, my, in my Facebook group. Exactly that. I like to call. I like to call this. I don't like you know. There's process. There's journey. Like there are all these. Yeah. I like to call it a voyage because okay. that's what it is. You're on. You're. Mm -hmm. You're. You know. You're. You're navigating your ship towards healing, mm -hmm. towards yeah. wholeness. And yeah. sometimes, you know, you're in the blistering heat and sometimes mm -hmm. you're in a, a horrible storm. And sometimes you are, you know, right smack in the middle of the most in, in amazing beauty and, yes. you know, and yes. calm. And mm -hmm. it's a, and it's not linear. Yeah. But the thing that happens is, like you, you said, so you, you know, if you're, but if you're like, if you're avoiding the stormy, <laughs> stormy <laughs> waters, right? Yeah. You're not going to get to your destination or yeah. you will eventually, but it, you know. It'll take longer. It'll take yeah. longer or, or it'll hit you when you least expect it. Like when you're having like a normal yep. conversation mm -hmm. yep. with your husband or when you're yep. watching TV and a birth scene comes on or yes. you know, and those triggers take your power away. Absolutely. Because you're like, oh, you know, I was watching the show and I enjoyed it and now I want to turn mm -hmm. it off, but I want to keep watching, but I yep. need to turn it off. So yep. yeah. All, the, or, you all know, the triggers or I'll see like, uh, because we had also, we're, we're looking to schedule our uh, maternity shoot um, because mm -hmm. I naturally have a small frame. So it took a while for me to actually show. Um, so we had scheduled it for like probably two. It might've been that next week too. Um, 
after she was actually born. Um, so I never had like a maternity shoot. <laughs> so um, and when I see maternity photos now, it like it makes me sad, you know. Yeah, so like I didn't get that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And and exactly right. And that's why these these resources, you know, that's why we need to talk about it. That's why these resources need to be, you know, we need to raise awareness about, um, you know, and it's not just me. I mean, I, I love talking about birthing our stories and I, I yeah. have a, um, a, a course, like a self-guided course to um, write down your birth story, which I feel like is a step one uh, for many people. Like okay. for yourself, write it down in your own space. You know, yes, I, you have a video of me kind of walking you through it, but, um, and helping you to kind of gather your thoughts and bring them together. But, um, you know, and so there's that, but there are also, you know, I'm so grateful to know that there are so many mo modalities out there and now, um, yeah. and, you know, and at different phases, I feel very strongly that birth trauma should be addressed with a birth professional, with somebody, okay. meaning somebody whose field it is to be, has attended births. Um, when I okay. do a training, I, I train other doulas, uh, other birth professionals to do yeah. this work, this work. And yeah. if they're going to do the workshop, I, I, I will only train, uh, people who have attended a certain number of births because one of the okay. things that makes that meaning it's not that there aren't other therapies that can be really helpful but if you never mm -hmm. go into the actual birth with someone who's been there mm -hmm. and not just for themselves but for other people who have observed birth and seen the dynamic mm -hmm. in the birth room and you know and why people make decisions that they make and why doctors mm -hmm. make decisions that they make i mean doctors are people too but you know why the birth giver makes yeah. the decisions that they make and, and how, what the patterns are that lead to certain outcomes. Mm -hmm. um, if you're not addressing that, mm -hmm. you're missing a huge part of the birth trauma. And I've had people come to me to the Birthing Our Stories workshop who are in therapy and they're doing EMDR okay. or they're doing, you know, other kinds of therapies with, with, uh, with psychologists, you know, all that kinds of different things. Um, and until they've actually addressed their birth story. Yeah that's when they're yeah. able to really fully let the, yeah. let the work go. So it's, it's but you know, really what's interesting. Important. I really, I don't know, maybe I'm the only, I have no idea, but I didn't even think of like reaching out to a birth professional post birth. Hmm. Like I've only seen it as like, okay, the doula midwife is there like until you give birth and like that, that early postpartum period. But in terms of like, you know, processing years later, that has never crossed my mind. I didn't even know that was an option. It's like maybe if you, you know, are, are going to give birth again or you get pregnant again, then they're available again. Um, but kind of that right. in between period. So that's very interesting what you were saying about um, some of your clients also being in therapy at the same time. Like this is available for people that are past postpartum or, you know, still in, you know, postpartum maybe, um, that just want to process their birth story. Yeah. Yeah. That's so and interesting. I, I never considered that. And I say <laughs> for sure. And not only that, but like, yes, you have, not, you have to, but I highly mm -hmm. recommend doing it before you get pregnant again. Got because you. Because 
then you're in it. You're, you're, you know, the, the work that I do when I do, um, when I help women who have, are preparing for an upcoming birth, I only, mm-hmm. I do, it's a private session. I, well, I love, mm-hmm. love, love having the partner there too, because I think, um, and I'm sure if you're as passionate about it, you would find that there's some trauma there too. For um, sure. For sure. And, you know, and I, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. That? No, that's okay. I, <laughs> it's a flowing <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so we do that, but you can't, there's a, you can't go as deep into the actual story <clears throat> and the actual experience that you had because there's so much vulnerability there because there's a baby that's, you know, that's, that's already there. And, and there's this experience that's actually going to happen. And it's, it's, you can go so you can have such a deeper healing when you're not currently pregnant, when a, mm-hmm. a future pregnancy is, you know, is theoretical. Um, and not only that, but I'll tell you something else. I, mm-hmm. I did a survey earlier this year um, about birth trauma and people's experiences. And I, um, mm-hmm. it's still available. You can still take that quiz. Um, and I found it's unfortunate, but I found that 70% of, and I, I, I made it very clear, like fill out this form. If you've ever given birth, <laughs> like don't, you know, not just okay. if you think you had birth trauma, like 70% of the people who answered my, my survey would describe their birth as traumatic. Mm-hmm. And, and the majority of those were five years or more since their birth. Mm, okay. So it's, it's something that lasts, you know, like there's no For sure. to it. Yeah. And, and until you take that step, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be there. Yeah. What you were saying earlier was, was making me think about one of the things I was most grateful for, for um, our midwife and our doula. And that was um, care for my husband. Hmm. They paid so much attention to him. And even when, you know, cause I was put on magnesium to help with development and different things because she was going to be born early. Um, that's once they said you're seven centimeters and <laughs> took me to L and D they're like, you're gonna have to get this shot and get this and be put on this. Um, to help with development because we were not sure when she's going to come. Um, but anyway, so when I was put on the magnesium, um, I couldn't eat for 12 hours. Um, but they made sure my husband ate, they went and picked up food for him, paid for the food and all of those things. So, I mean, they, they were asking him how he's doing and it, it wasn't all mom, mom, mom. And that's what you get all the time. Um, and so I appreciated it. He appreciated it. Um, and it was, it was really necessary and helped us feel like, okay, this is something that we're going into the two together. And I went into it knowing like, even though this is not what we planned, I'm not doing this by myself. And so it became like a whole family, you know, um, family affair. Um, mm-hmm. And so it was, it was just beautiful how they, you know, incorporated, you know, uh, my, my husband and um, different things. I mean, they were with us, like they, they weren't just standing, you know, to the side and, you know, not really into what was going on. <clears throat> so I really appreciated that. And that's, that's what reminded me um, of that, which, what you were saying earlier. So for those that, um, because I know a lot of people um, in my circle, you know, when we had our doula, they were not 
sure what a doula was or or what what doulas do and you've shared um you know some things but what are what are some of the major misconceptions or maybe stereotypes that you've seen um that people have about um doulas or midwives uh yeah that's a great question um i think that first of all doulas uh are not only if you're uh a good choice if you're planning a natural birth. Like, I think that's something I hear a lot. Like, oh, I'm not planning a natural birth, so I don't need mm, a okay. doula. And the fact is that you do. <laughs> 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 um, because, you know, first of all, w w oh, one thing, I mean, one thing that's like deeply embedded in my philosophy is that there's no such thing as a bad intervention but when an intervention mm. is used as a, when it's used as a, as a tool for the process, mm -hmm. but when it's used as a solution, mm -hmm. then it's a problem. And in most hospitals, if you come in and say epidural, that's their solution to your problem. Okay, Absolutely. here's your epidural, goodbye. Mm -hmm. And they don't see you again until you're 10 centimeters or if something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. And your doula and your husband very often is watching TV because you're not making any noise. <laughs> And, um, you know, I mean, I hear this all, all the time or he just doesn't know what to do with himself because you're not, you know, um, and you know, epidural is just one of my examples. But if, mm -hmm. that there's so much that a doula can do for you, first of all, to be there so that before something goes wrong, she's noticing mm -hmm. it on the monitor yep. or, you know, or what you look like or, you know, the things that you're saying or mm, I'm feeling pressure, like all those things you're still feeling things and, mm -hmm. and you're just sort of like, oh, she's an epidural. We don't have to worry about her. Um, That's and interesting. All the time. But the doula is there to, you know, so just paying attention to you, um, mm -hmm. reminding you to, you know, to care for yourself. Nowadays, uh, a lot of hospitals have done away with the, um, with the restriction on eating with an epidural, on eating and drinking. They, they have... Um, guidelines, but they've taken that away because they've seen that it's kind of ridiculous. Um, okay. <laughs> it leads to more cesareans due to, you know, people uh, getting uh, dehydrated and well, I mean, they're having IV fluids, but it's not the same as feeling mm -hmm. like you're taking, you know, in food. Um, but, uh, you know, so making sure that you're eating. Um, mm -hmm. But also there are movements that you can do to continue helping your body do this process. Laying on your back with an epidural for hours is not helping the birth. And you can be, you know, without pain, great, and still be working with your body to help your baby move through your body and be born um, yeah. can help you with that. So there are, that's one, you know, one sort of big stereotype, I think like, oh, I'm planning on having an epidural. I don't need a doula. There's oh, okay. so much that a doula can do for you. Um, also, there are women who plan to have an epidural and then don't get it for many reasons. Okay. It's too late. There's a problem, you know, a back problem that they weren't expecting. The anesthesiologist is not available. Like so many different reasons. Um, where women, where the trauma comes from not having gotten the epidural that they were expecting mm -hmm. and having somebody there who can guide you through that. Um, yeah. You know, so that's, I think the biggest misconception that I've heard is like um, doulas are only for, you know, people who are planning 
to go natural. Um, gotcha. And we're not. We're for lots of things. <laughs> and okay, we no, that's time. really good. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's really good. Um, I don't. I, I hadn't chosen the birthing center because I uh, wanted a natural birth, and I did end up having a natural birth, but um, it was more so the home environment. Um, mm -hmm. I enjoyed like being comfortable because I'm <laughs> my husband picks on me. I'm all about aesthetics. And so it like guides every little thing. <laughs> so, wow. so I didn't even think of that, you know, when I was, um, you know, reaching out to the to the birthing center. Um, but, you know, I always felt like hospitals were so cold and like, yeah. you know, very rigid. And I was like, I don't want that because I feel like I'm already going to be stressed. So I need to be somewhere that's like very comfortable and beautiful. Um, yeah. Yes. And decorated and. Yeah. And so once, you know, I went into preterm labor and it's like, go to the hospital and they're like, we're going to keep you. And I'm like, no, this was not the plan. I mean, I, we hadn't figured out the birth plan, but we do enough that we wanted to have birth at the, at the wellness center. But we were able to call. Um, my husband was able to call the midwife and the doula and they were able to come right away. And so they made it feel like home. Um, and uh, even after um, our daughter was born and we were going through the NICU, um, our doula midwife were coming by and checking on our daughter in the NICU and was checking on us um, with like buy us coffee, you know, from the cafeteria. And we would, you know, sit outside and, and um, you know, different things like that. So, I mean, I whenever I, I meet a doula um, or see anything, I'm like, yes, support, 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 because they were a lifesaver. Um, literally, um, and there were some, my daughter didn't have any, um, you know, complications, but, you know, just, it was a traumatic birth and, you know, there were complications on, on my end. And so some of the things I, I wasn't aware of until afterwards, um, and found out from my doula. Um, and so, but they weren't, you know, going to stress me out during the labor process, which I appreciate. Um, <laughs> so, you know, once I was at a, at a good, you know, a reasonable place, um, you know, po postpartum, that's when they were telling me more of the like medical side and, you know, different things like that. And so they were able to give me information that, um, the, the doctor wasn't able to, um, because, you know, in, in my experience, you know, we hadn't planned on giving birth at the hospital. So I, I didn't even know who the doctor was going to be, um, you know. And so typically people have been meeting with that same doctor and they plan when they're coming out to the hospital. Nope. None of that. I didn't know. Um, I, I didn't know who the, who the doctor was going to be. So there was a different, you know, they weren't they weren't up to date on me or, you know, different things like that. So that was interesting, but I was glad to be able to have um, the, the midwife and the doula. And, you know, as we were going through the labor process and my husband is like, everyone lied. This is like, what is this? This is so horrible. Like, why did she have to go through this? Um, you know, the doula was like, you know, rubbing his back, like, it's, you know, <laughs> be okay. And, you know, they're all telling me, like, you're doing a phenomenal job. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm doing a phenomenal job. But they were like so encouraging. And um, I, we just really appreciated um, that experience um, having, having a doula and, and a midwife. So thank you for um, addressing the, those misconceptions um, mm -hmm. because, 
they are really helpful. Um, and the, the work that you all do um, is is incredible and it's, it's so needed. Um, so is there anything else um, surrounding birth trauma before we close out the episode that you feel is, is important um, to raise awareness um, to? Um, yeah, I think the, the one thing that I want to say is that a lot of people have birth trauma um, who's, you know, your birth didn't go the way you expected mm -hmm. and, um, and you feel like you've like lost out on certain things, um, yeah. whether it was the skin to skin or the golden yeah. hour or, you know, it's, or, or yeah, 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 you know, or if you had an emergency C-section and you missed out on, you know, the, the vaginal birth, or, mm -hmm. um, and maybe like, you know, and you blame yourself for maybe take, you know, taking that away for your, from your children, or from your baby or whatever mm -hmm. that was. And I just want to say, I, I, this is something that I think, it, first of all, you didn't lose anything. Um, mm -hmm. One of the things that I do in the Birthing Our, Our Stories workshop and that I do in private sessions is reclaiming those things. Um, you can reclaim, you can put yourself back into, and there are other things also, there's rebirthing, there are other things that can do this for you as well. But, um, bringing you back into that uh into that golden like into that hormonal state that you would have been in with your baby and actually uh, uh activating that whole process in retrospect um, and and so that's something like i want to say you didn't you didn't miss out on anything you can you you can come back to any everything you can you can reclaim uh, that, that, you know, that experience and, and even on a biological level, you can reclaim that. Um, and the other thing that I want to say to that exact concept is that mm -hmm. and I say this all the time, like this is my mantra, human <laughs> beings are infinitely resilient. Mm -hmm. We are, I believe we are that. capable, right? We are capable of overcoming any challenge. We don't always do it, mm -hmm. but we're capable. Yeah. And the thing that's so important to remember is that babies are humans too. Yes. They have that resilience yeah. from the moment of conception. They are resilient and mm -hmm. they can also reclaim whatever, you know, whatever damage, quote unquote, was, you know, was done and, and you feel was, was done during the birth. Everything can be overcome. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I, I look, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for all of this, you know, just sharing your expertise. And again, I, I respect, I honor all doulas, the work that you do. Um, so thank you so much um, for all that you do for, for moms and for families um, and incorporating everyone. Um, Wow. I mean, this was really a breath of fresh air for me. Um, I hope uh, those watching and listening have gotten, you know, something out of the episode because this was like my own little session. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it was. laughs> but thank you so much um, for, for sharing and taking out the time to um, raise awareness for, you know, birth trauma and offering your, your services. Um, where can people stay connected with you? Yeah. The best Best pl best place is my new Facebook group. It's new, it's small, um, and uh, it's called the Birth Trauma Healing Circle. Um, and uh, it's really just a great place to get 
support and guidance and connection, whatever part of the healing voyage you're on, whether you just gave birth and you're feeling like you're reeling from it or, uh -huh. you know, or it's been two years or it's been five years or it's been 15 years. Um, uh -huh. It's, it's the place to, to come and, and feel connected and know that you can have all of the emotions that you're having and we get it. Uh, so that's yeah. the best place. Um, beyond that, uh, I have a, a a fantastic two fantastic free resources um that uh once you know once you get that then you're also on my mailing list and i um i share from my heart in my email list uh you know just the things that i feel like can help you along the way and and let you know that you're you're in the right place um one is a trigger response formula to help you bring your power back and uh, and the other one is specifically for moms who are find themselves, you know, pregnant again, and suddenly <laughs> realizing that they have to go through that birth again, yeah. and, and feeling like, uh oh, <laughs> I to be different. <laughs> um, and it's a guide for for having uh, a great birth even after a trauma. So those are the two things, and those are great ways to kind of connect and and get a little bit, a little taste of. Uh, of how I can uh, help and, and, you know, and be stay connected with me. Yeah, those are so incredible. I can't even express how grateful I am um, for you coming on to share this. Um, again, motherhood is, is so beautiful. Um, and, and we don't want to lose out, you know, on that, on that beauty just because yeah. of trauma. Um, and so it's really important, you know, the, the work that you're doing um, is, is so, so beyond helpful. Um, so thank you again. Um, I'll have all of Ayelet's, um information in the episode description so that you can stay connected with her um, and reach out, you know, if there's any way that she can best serve you. Um, thank you to everyone for tuning in and please make sure that you connect with Ayelet on social media. Did you enjoy this episode? If you haven't already, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and our new YouTube channel with video interviews premiering in season three. I'd also love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing MSE Podcasts Conversation Starters Deck, available for purchase at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms by gracenp.com and YouTube now. Hope to hear from you soon.